Okay, well, you're listening to Radio Sangam and uh, we've got the wonderful opportunity to talk to Paul Chowdhury. And Paul Chowdhury, he really doesn't need an introduction, to be honest. You'll have seen him on television as a multi-award winning stand-up comedian, actor and writer as well. And in August 2019, his record-breaking stand-up tour show, which was live and it was released as an Amazon Prime uh, original special in over 200 countries. And uh, I... I saw that. I've got to say, I saw it on my own, not with the family, <laughs> where it was absolutely brilliant. And now, um, just what we needed after the pandemic, uh, we've got uh, the 2021 stand-up tour, which is Paul Chaldry, family-friendly comedian, brackets, no children. Uh, so, uh, lots of dates from the 12th of November onwards till around about the 16th of December. Welcome to Radio Sangam, Paul. How are you? Nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I've got to say, I've already got my tickets for the 25th of November in Sheffield City Hall. Um, but I'm sure we'll be seeing you in various other places. Uh, tell us, the pandemic is something that's, you know, it stopped people going out, seeing things. Obviously, they've been able to see television. But, you know, the interaction, the live interaction with people is something totally different when you connect with the audience and uh, you can sense what's going on. And maybe some of the jokes and things can change a little bit depending on the responses that you get from the audience as well. How, how are you feeling about the tour? Yeah, my jokes don't change depending on the audience. You know, <laughs> your, joke, your jokes are the same. My jokes are the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't pander to my audience. You know, you're coming yeah. for a show. It's like going to watch Cats. And if they're not going to go with Cats or Phantom of the Opera, does the Phantom of the Opera change the show because the audience aren't going to go with it? Absolutely not. And are you looking forward to the tour? Yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'm kind of through the tour, kind of almost halfway through the tour at the moment. So we've already done big, big dates. A couple at the Beck and Theatre and Hayes, Hammersmith Apollo event in Birmingham, Symphony Hall, Bath Forum. Um, And we're coming to Portsmouth on Friday, St. Albans Arena, York, Bradford. Brighton, Northampton, St. Albans, Sheffield. As you know, you're coming to Sheffield yeah. and uh, City Hall. So all the big, big venues we're doing again. And I did 150 of them on the last tour. I did the Hammersmith Apollo five times, Wembley Arena. 10,000 people came to that one. I was the first British Asian to do that in, in England. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's getting back out there because as you were saying earlier, like, you know, you you wouldn't weren't watching it with your family, but this is stand up comedy and uh and and I go out there to tell the truth so um I'm sorry if your family can't deal with the truth, but I think maybe you need to teach them the truth what 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 influences you just life i I talk about my life, my upbringing my um what I've lived through, who I am as a person, and I speak it from the heart. And um, sometimes people want to, you know, change to who they're talking to. Or it's different. When I go and do a corporate show, then I will change my show for the corporate audience. Or if I'm doing a show for families, or you book me for your family occasion, then it's a clean show, nothing contentious. It's very clean. It's for the family. That's a different type of thing. But when you come and watch my live stand-up shows, we're doing a couple of hours on stage. It's... Uh, you know, there are going to be themes that you may say it's uncomfortable to some people, but as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, it's the truth that comes from my heart rather than anyone else's. 
Yeah, I read somewhere that being Asian isn't a factor. You are a comedian, a British comedian, uh, and that's that's kind of standard. Uh, but maybe um, an Asian upbringing has is is some of those influences when you're doing stand up comedy. Well, um, yeah, I, I came up through the clubs in the early 2000s, late 98 is when I started stand up, and there weren't very many Asian British Asian stand up com- comics in the business, and. I came up, played all the comedy clubs and the theatres and stuff, and the audiences were mainly white. There was, there were no Asians going to comedy. And when they all, and agents in the industry didn't really see there was a, there was a part for us to play within this sphere and entertainment field. And then goodness gracious me came along. And that was more of a sketch rather than a stand-up show. However, it did open up doors slightly but it did take a long time. But I spoke to Nina Wadi. I did a BBC Diwali special with her for Saturday Kitchen, which was on Sunday. Uh, and she said it probably wouldn't be made today because it's be considered politically incorrect. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's almost as if things have, have changed. Uh, the political correctness element uh, as maybe... Uh, tuned down or dumbed down some of those jokes, which, you know, they might be stereotypes, but there is some truth in those, isn't there? Well, I think there was a lot of truth in what goodness gracious me were doing. Otherwise it probably wouldn't have worked if it was just the lies. And, and there, I think a lot of the sketches were based on their truths at the time and what they'd lived through and it hit home. And which is why it was such a huge success. It started off as a BBC radio show and then it got transferred to TV. And, um, there were a lot of truths in that show, which is why a lot of us could relate to it and it became a phenomenon. And now it's considered politically incorrect, but what is politically correct? I'm not quite sure what the answer is. Obviously when I grew up to being called the P word and my friends being called the N word and all kinds of racism, to me, that was politically incorrect. Okay, that now that's politically incorrect. That's abuse. I don't think goodness gracious me were going out to offend the Indian or the Asian um, people in the country. So, what is really political correctness? That's what nobody quite understands sometimes. Apart from hate speech, that is politically incorrect. Yeah, and, and the political correctness element keeps on changing. Um, and But when you do your shows, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure lots and lots of people will be really looking forward, to, especially in the north of England, some of the, some of the venues that you're doing, Bradford, St. George's Hall, uh, York, Grand Opera House, um, Sheffield City Hall, uh, Manchester O2 Apollo, um, when you're coming coming there, um, I'm assuming that when you stand up, it, political correctness isn't something that you're thinking about. You're just talking about um, your life, your experiences, and and kind of what you see around you. Yeah, I've been doing comedy for over 20 years now. I've done about 10 tours. I've, this is my fourth potential special. My first two were DVDs. I was the first British Asian on BBC's Live at the Apollo um, and then even selling out the Apollo and then doing yeah. doing two DVDs there for Universal Pictures, the third one with Amazon, which was sold around the world. Um, so it's just, it's just me talking about my life and I consider myself a comic. I perform at all the festivals. I've done all the Australian festivals. I've headlined the Montreal Comedy Festival, the gala there with William H. Macy, who was an Oscar-winning actor from Fargo. So my comedy isn't just uh, me talking about my Asian experience. It's my life, and it's within the, sta- within the stand-up element. And that's what translates around the world is 
me being able to relate to any audience from playing in South Africa three times to the Middle East, Dubai. Um, I was the first British Asian to even Br British act to do the Caribbean Comedy Festival in Trinidad. Um, yeah, it's count up the amount of countries I performed in, I would never have even gone to if it wasn't for comedy. So oh, and it's quite an achievement, really, to be honest, uh, especially Wembley as well, you know, um, selling out over and over again. You know, it is it is really wonderful. But as an Asian person myself, um, although your comedy isn't specifically towards Asian people, it's for everybody. But as an Asian person, I'd be lying if I said it doesn't fill me with a sense of pride seeing another Asian person being so successful on the comedy scene when there are, you know, although it's growing now, but traditionally there haven't been that many people there. So, you know, you being there and your success is something that will influence lots of other younger people that have been maybe considering uh, th this route or even as a career, maybe. Yeah. Um, there was no route back then. And now they can see this as a potential opportunity for them and think, well, if they can see me doing it, it's like seeing someone who looks like you in film or TV, they think that potentially there's hope for us. We never saw Asians growing up on TV doing comedy. I just used to see some great performers like Morecambe Wise and Bruce Forsyth and Cilla Black and all those kinds of entertainers growing up in the 70s and 80s. But then I used to see Bernard Manning and Roy Chubby Brown who would use quite racial derogatory yeah. terms about us and... I thought this isn't a place for me. I, I couldn't have, I would never be welcomed if they're going to just call me the P word when I'm sat there. Now that I find politically incorrect and if not racial hatred. So, and that's not, and that's kind of what I want to change. And I wanted to change within my comedy and then people come to my show and have a different perception of who and, and understand Asians more. Yeah. So what, what should people expect when they come and see you on this, on this tour that we're really looking forward to? You know, it's, um, a cool family-friendly comedian and I talk about the realms of acceptability within comedy what you can you can't say and talk about the journey I've been through and where I am in my life and obviously what we've just lived through for the past two years so uh yes yeah, quite um it's quite a journey that will come on on this show as well as in the other shows I touch on so many issues and topics and the zeitgeist within the within our country and what what we're, we just become a very small world and Lots of topics we're going through on this show. Yeah. How has the pandemic affected you? A couple of years not really being able to tour or do anything. Have you done other things besides then? Well, I was doing uh, bits of acting. You know, I was in uh, Cruella with Emma Stone, the Disney yeah. film. I just did, I just wrapped on season two of Devils with Patrick Dempsey. I'm in season one of that 10 episodes of uh, Sky Drama about the banking crisis based on a true story that comes, comes out in 2022, season two. He was in Grey's Anatomy, Patrick Dempsey. Um, I did The Cleaner with Greg Davis and Helena Bonham Carter. So bits of acting and you know, things like that I've been doing and then uh, just getting back and writing the show because uh, writing a stand-up show, a proper stand-up show, does take time. Doing a comedy club is different. People think, oh, you, you know, you're going to see me do 20 minutes in a club or half an hour. It's different putting a show together. A show is a show. You're standing on a stage where the, their Romeo and Juliet was probably there yesterday or a big play, a production. You've got to be as good as that production. You can't just go up there making it up. You have to have a good show together. 
Yeah, and you, you've gone into acting. Is, is that something that you enjoy more than comedy or is, is comedy something that you hark back to all the time and it kind of pulls you backwards? No, comedy is something that's in my blood, really. Um, it's, it sounds a bit cliche to say that, but comedy is who I am. And anything that comes around it is a bonus. I've been doing this for coming up to half of my life now. So I've been doing comedy for such a long time. It's something... And it, the pandemic was the longest I'd not been doing stand-up, which was strange because I'm so used to always performing and talking about things I'm living through or going through or thinking about on stage. And then you need an outlet for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything that you'd like to say to uh, the listeners of Radio Sangam, which are, well, you're being listened to in 52 countries, not just almost every city of the UK, but abroad as well. What, what message would you, would you like to give to them? Yeah, I would say come to the show. Obviously, it's different countries. I don't know where you're performing your radio show and where it's being broadcast, but I'm sure I'm available in those countries. It'd be good to get you guys on board. And if I tour out in your countries, it'd be great to see you there. I do perform all over the world now. So hopefully now the world is opening up and hopefully I'll be able to take this on a world tour. I took the last one to Australia, all over Australia, New Zealand, and uh, on, on this one, I want to take it to, to more other countries and, and see uh, who's out there for, for, for comedy in places what, you would normally get comedy. What, what about places like India or Pakistan or Bangladesh? Definitely, definitely. You know, I've done shows in India, but only the comedy shows for the circuit. So you'd have a few comedians on the same night. And those were the days when it was the birth of alternative stand-up. So you had all the Bollywood stars that were doing comedy, but it's very different to stand-up comedy that we're doing. And all the, so the comedy that, uh, I don't know if, I can't remember the actor's name, was considered a comedian, but it was more slapstick. Right, okay. Uh, but now there's been the birth in the past 15 years of, say, up to 10 years of the Indian stand-ups. So the Indian, in speaking in English, it's becoming a big thing in India now, stand-up comedy. It wasn't really a thing back 20 years ago. No, and, and particularly in America, I've noticed a lot of Indian comedians uh, performing in the USA now uh, and, and talking to people who, whose ethnicity is maybe Indian or their heritage or their parents and grandparents. Uh, talking about parents, um, when you were young, um, like a lot of people, I know, again, it's a cliche, but... Uh, were you ever, you know, why aren't you becoming a solicitor or a doctor or anything like that? Or were you given like a free reign as as you were growing up? Yeah, my parents were very, um, they backed me in this industry. You know, the stereotype is because you're Indian, your parents were like, why haven't you become a doctor, a lawyer, a solicitor? Um, yeah, I took a different path. Some people may have had that perception of me outside of the family or, or extended family, but um you've got to believe in yourself in life. They're not going to, you're not living their lives. You're living your own life. They would even say, why are you becoming what, you know, even what you do, they wouldn't let their kids go into radio presenting because there's, they don't see it as a future and as a secure profession. But the radio Sangam is being aired around the world. And uh, I'm sure you would say the same to them. You've got to go and live the dream of your own dream and your own destiny because it's your own life. You've got to live at the end of the day, not somebody else's perception of what they think is right and wrong absolutely and a, a lovely message as well so uh, for all of you out there 
paulchowdhury.com. Uh, the website has all the dates on there for venues that might be near you. And uh, I'm sure many of you will uh, travel as well. You can join the mailing list there and get more and more information. And uh, there's the Paul Chowdhury podcast on there as well. So you can subscribe to that and get information from there as well. Uh, we're really, really looking forward to uh, meeting you and uh, coming and seeing some of your shows. And uh, and uh, we'll be giving some uh, giveaway tickets to some of our listeners as well uh, to go and uh, watch watch your show and it'll be lovely to uh, see you perform after such a long time you know i personally really enjoy it uh, i i enjoy i enjoy the jokes and it's it's relatable you know because we're kind of a similar age as well um it's relatable to uh, growing up and what was said and uh, what wasn't said so thank you very much paul for coming on to radio singham and giving up of your valuable time and talking to us about your talk hi this is paul chowdhury and welcome to radio singham and uh, there'll be a lot of information on Radio Singham's website and on our social media feeds as well about what's uh, upcoming with yourself uh, uh, as well. So thank you for that. Oh, thanks for having us. Cheers. <laughs> thank you. Hi, this is Paul Chowdhury and welcome to Radio Singham.